Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. It's Friday. It is Friday, trying to get all this equipment working. I know, it's a good Friday here on Text Talk. Always good Friday on Text Talk. Always good Friday on Text Talk. Well, that's because we find Jesus here in these passages everywhere we go. I'm excited because this Sunday night, I believe it is. We are starting a new quarter of Bible classes at Livingston. Yes. One of them is the book of Hebrews. It is. And why is that a double good news, a double blessing? Well, because that's a part of our Bible reading plan, and so that means that text talk will be moving into Hebrews next Monday. So right. we're done with Galatians today. This is our last conversation in Galatians and Galatians chapter 6, and on Monday we're going to be picking up in Hebrews chapter 1. That sounds amazing. So we want you to join in on that, and if you're in the Tampa area this Sunday, this Lord's Day, come out and worship with us at Livingston. We'd love to meet you, and, you know, join a Bible class too. Yeah. Uh, All the information, contact times and address, all that great stuff. Go to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. Yes. So, for Galatians 6, what are you going to read the rest of the chapter? Read the rest of the chapter. I'm going to start in verse 11 and read all the way to verse 18 from the English Standard Version. Paul wrote, See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law. But they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. I do see in this reading today uh, a bow, if you will, on the major arguments of the letter. As he has been addressing, there is one saving gospel, there are no others. And then, as we have seen walking through the letter, that the particular issues being addressed was this Judaizing impulse that teachers had come and troubled these predominantly Gentile Christians that they needed to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses, that that was the real Christianity. And of course, Paul is defending what he taught them originally. That is the gospel. It is the unchangeable gospel. You are you are cut off from Christ, and Christ died for nothing. If all these things are so, uh, you've misunderstood the Old Testament and everything it was pointing to with the promise to Abraham of these things or so. The law had its place and it had its time, but we are now in Christ. Maturity is there. Um, there's no uh, what, what uh, excuse to pursue immorality and wickedness that the law condemns. Those are works of the flesh, and he talks about that. But we are following the Spirit, and we're going to bear the fruit of the Spirit. So now we get into this place, and he is reminding them again about uh, don't be enamored with this doctrine of circumcision and Judaizing and all such as that, but look to trust in, hold fast the cross of Christ. 
as he sums up here, he's been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. He's been talking about sowing to the Spirit instead of the flesh. Mm -hmm. And as he puts the bow on it, he comes back to these Judaizing teachers and says, these guys are making much of the flesh. Mm -hmm. They are making much of what is external. And because he has used circumcision, which is a fleshly procedure, it's mm-hmm. all about the flesh. Yeah. It is something that is done to the flesh. It is a removal of some flesh. He's, he says, this is, look, if, if we're about the spirit now, and if we're about the fruit of the spirit, that alone ought to tell us something. Mm-hmm. This is not about mm-hmm. the flesh. And these guys... These Judaizers, they are not making you better Christians. Right. You you are not second-class Christians to be Gentiles mm-hmm. and Christians. You, you do not have to do these things because what Christianity is about is about the Spirit. It is not that there aren't external things we do, not that there's not external actions and obedience that we take. He said, but these guys are making a good showing in the flesh. It is not about the fruit of the Spirit. One thing that I pick up on, particularly in verse 12, is uh, that one of the reasons they are pursuing this Judaizing is to escape persecution, that holding to the cross in this message of the gospel was something that was stirring up persecution, particularly persecution from Jews and synagogues at this time. But by getting these people to change the religion, then they could forego some persecution. Can you read what it says there in verse 12 in your New King James? Yeah, certainly. So verse 12 goes like this. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. Notice that it's not suffer persecution for Christ. Mm-hmm. This, this to me is interesting. It goes back to what was said in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 11. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. Paul fixates here in these last two chapters not just on Christ, and not just on Christ on the cross, but on the cross itself. Mm. He says there is an offense that comes with the cross. Well, he'd actually already explained it. You remember the law said that anybody who hangs on a tree is cursed. Is cursed. Yeah. So this idea that the Messiah would hang on a tree and be cursed was offensive. Mm. It was, and the, the Greek word is scandalon. scandalon. So that's where we get scandal from. So yeah. I liked it. It's scandalous. This mm-hmm. is a scandal for the Jews. And so they are pers- the, the Jews who are not accepting Jesus, who are just remaining Jews completely, they're persecuting folks for this, this shamefulness of the cross. You, you guys are following a guy who got executed as a criminal. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the persecution is arising. Yeah. And I think what Paul is saying is these Judaizing teachers, and remember, and we, we, may, we may miss this as we go through, the Judaizing teachers are actually Jewish Christians right. who are trying to overlay the law. This is not Jews coming in telling you, don't be a Christian, be a Jew. This is Jewish Christians saying, you're not really a Christian yeah. unless you first become a Jew. You Gentiles are second-class Christians. And th- th- what they're saying is, 
Or what Paul is saying is these fellows think they can avoid the persecution that comes from the cross, cross because they'll be able to say, okay, look, I get it. You Jews over here don't agree with us, but but can you see how many Jews we're making? Right. You see all these people right. that we've brought right. into Judaism, these these ones that we've made kosher, that we've brought under the law, that now they're keeping the feasts yeah. and the festivals and the dietary laws, and, and they're getting circumcised. Yeah. And so what they're hoping to do is get out of the persecution based upon the shame of the cross. Mm -hmm. And so they would be corrupting evangelism by making it proselytizing and just saying, hey, we're making more Jews. Yes, but Paul had already pointed out that if we're going to go back to the law, we've made the death of Jesus of no effect. Correct. Which that means we've made the cross mm -hmm. of no effect. Yeah. And so it's it's at cross it's at cross purposes, <laughs> pardon the pun, sorry about that. It, 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 it is the, the way of men. To get away from the cross, to get away from the, even as you're talking about this, I'm reminded of some some uh, discussions we had when we were going through the Gospel of Matthew, and uh, I was struck by in Matthew 16 after Peter is the one who makes the good confession that thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. I think it was the next paragraph in Matthew uh, where Jesus is telling them, I must go to Jerusalem, I'm going to die, uh, be crucified, on the third day rise again. And Peter's telling him, no, not you, Lord, never you, not you. <laughs> no, that's uh, offensive. It's offensive. Scandalous. Yeah. He wants to correct him and rebuke him, Peter, to Jesus. And, of course, what does Jesus say to him? Get behind me, Satan. You are not mindful of the things of God. Carry that further to what we learned about Peter, who was willing to die with Jesus. He was willing to die with Jesus in pitched battle to put Jesus on a throne. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus basically says, no, I'm going to the cross, that was where Peter was, I, I, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And that's when he yeah. flees and does not keep his word, his promise yeah. about dying with Jesus. Though later he does. Yeah. Later he does as he accepts the glory of the cross, which which actually gets us to what Paul goes on here. Yeah. Because he highlights what's happening is these Judaizers are wanting to boast in your flesh. Because, look, they're not keeping the law. Right. They're not keeping the law. And I think here, I mean, maybe he's talking about the fact th that they're hypocrites, but I think he's just talking about the fact that this is the reason why law doesn't save, because none of us actually keep it. And it may be the case. They're, they're not yeah. going to be able to stand before God and say, look at how well we kept the law. But right. what they think they're going to be able to do is stand before God and all these other Jews and say, but hey, did you see how many Jews we made? Mm -hmm. Did you see all these people we got circumcised? Mm -hmm. They think somehow that's going to count for them. And Paul says, well, far be it from me. God forbid. Mm -hmm. May it never be that I should boast in anything. And once again, this surprises me. He doesn't say that I should boast in anything but the Lord, but Christ. Here he actually, and he says that in other places, let right. him boast, boast in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. But here it's boasting in the cross. Cross. The cross. I'm going to glory in, I'm going to rejoice in, I'm going to boast in the cross. That would be kind of like you saying, man, I am going to boast in the electric chair. Yeah. I'm going to boast in the hangman's noose. I am boasting in lethal injection. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds, well, odd. <laughs> okay, but Paul says it does. it's the cross. Why? Yeah. Because Jesus became a curse for me. Yeah. And Jesus becoming a curse for me has set me free from the curse of the law. Yeah. And I'm going to boast in that. It's the cross mm -hmm. that caused that. It's yeah. it's the cross for us is not shameful. The cross for us is not an implement of death. It is an implement of life. Right. And Paul says, I'm going to boast in that. I'm going to lift up the cross. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that here Paul recognizes he can boast in the cross without idolizing the cross. He right. can boast in the cross 
and still be giving Jesus Christ the glory as well. Because this thing that everybody else thought was shameful, Paul says, no, it's not. It's yeah. not a shame. It is not a shame. I'll go to jail for it. Mm-hmm. I'll die for it. In mm-hmm. fact, I'll carry my own cross. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, I'm, I will boast in the cross. It reminds me a, a little bit of a hymn that we uh, sing from time to time yeah. about the old rugged cross. Yeah. That uh, someone took pen to paper and, and wrote a few lines mm. about the cross of Christ. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. Oh, that old rugged cross, so despised by the world, Mm -hmm. has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. In that old rugged cross, stained with blood so divine, a wondrous beauty I see. For it was on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. To the old rugged cross I will ever be true. Its shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me some day to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross. Till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. We can boast in the cross. It's the cross. It's the cross that leads us to glory. It's the cross where Jesus himself was glorified, not shamed. Mm-hmm. The old rugged cross. Mm-hmm. And God and, forbid that I should boast in anything else. That's right. We not boast in anything else, and we must use it as Paul used it. Because the verse continues on to say, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. I think about Galatians 2.20, is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, Edwin, thank you so much for walking through Galatians uh, with me, with us. It's really been great. And I've learned a lot. Yeah, I have too. Uh, it's blessed me, and I hope it's blessed you as well. Uh, all of our uh, podcast listeners, give us a rating, give us a review, share it with somebody. We appreciate it so much. Love to hear your emails, feedback, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. And uh, let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we are reminded today as, as we have read the end of Galatians about the power of the cross of Christ. We pray, Father, that we might not boast in anything uh, save the cross of Christ. To remember what Jesus did for us. And, Father, we need to crucify flesh and mortify it to be about that spirit, uh, to live by faith, and that Christ lives in us. We pray, Father, that that is true and that is so, and that we might exchange it one day for a crown in your presence and your glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne!